Welcome to the Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Minute 35 begins in Annie's car, a sequence added to pad the runtime, but with some wonderful character stuff going on with Annie and Lori. We are on Parkside Avenue in Burbank, California. Annie just told Lori how to ask someone to go to the dance. But today is Mean Girls Day. <laughs> and we've got Allison Waddell of Mean Girls Minute here one more time. Welcome back, Allison. Thank you for having me. It's been a good couple minutes so far. Now, Mean Girls Day, how do you celebrate that? I'm sorry? Mean Girls Day, how do you celebrate it? Oh, October 3rd. That's today. Yes. <laughs> We're not recording on October 3rd, but that's when this episode will go up. October 3rd, you wear pink. Obviously, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> and um, it's usually trending. And then also, if you want to head over to Mean Girls, we're going to be dropping the October 3rd minute on this date. It's supposed to be a secret until October 3rd, but this is October 3rd. So there you go. <laughs> okay. How far into the movie is that scene? Oh, it's about half an hour in, I believe. Or a little bit further. Yeah. I'm talking to Aaron more and more. On October 3rd, he asked, he asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. And that was just luck that I got you on Mean Girls Day. <laughs> what? That was just luck that I got you on Mean Girls Day. <laughs> no, Mean Girls Day is a big deal. It's funny because it's just one moment in the scene. It's like on October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. She says it's October 3rd. Yeah. And then that's it. But it's be taken on its own life. And at some point that became a thing. Yeah, but Fetch did not. <laughs> it's your job to make it happen. <laughs> Every episode is Fetch. And as Laurie says at the beginning of this minute, you could do that. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a good scene to have. Not because they're necessarily being mean to each other, but, you know... Yeah. It has the girls in the car. It's a good scene for Mean Girls Day. Yeah, it's actually, they're being nice. <laughs> they stop being mean for this minute. <laughs> and Annie, when she offers, or you could ask Dick Baxter, he'd go out with you. She's trying to be helpful. Yeah. Being a little bit pushy. Yeah. But it, she adjusts. Like, with each line, she's getting a little nicer because Lori admits she'd rather go out with Ben yeah. Tramer. A little aside before we get on to Ben Tramer. <laughs> So, I'm watching The Fog last night, and I thought that John Carpenter's naming tendencies are worth talking about. There's a Dick Baxter in The Fog. I don't know who in Carpenter's real life Dick Baxter is. I thought Filmmaker and IMDb has one Dick Baxter. Worked in the sound department of 1974's The House of Seven Corpses. And one Richard Baxter, who worked miscellaneous crew on several TV shows, also in the 70s. Either of these might have been a friend of Carpenter's. Or he might have had a childhood friend named Dick Baxter. Regarding the scene here in Halloween, Carpenter had a college friend named Bennett Tramer. Laurie Strode is named for an ex-girlfriend of Carpenter's. I assume before that Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace are surely named for Tommy Lee Wallace, except I recently noticed that the detective in Hitchcock's rear window is named Thomas Doyle. And of course, Michael Myers is named for the European distributor of Assault on Precinct 13. The Fog also has a character named Nick Castle, a character Dan O'Bannon, a character named Tommy Wallace. For those not paying attention, those are all filmmaking collaborators of Carpenters. The character Mrs. Kobritz is named after Richard Kobritz, producer on Someone's Watching Me. 
and John Carpenter's own bit part early in the film is called Bennett. Anyway, Lori, I'd rather go out with Ben Tramer. Annie, Ben Tramer? Second 12, as if to punctuate her thought, Annie signals her turn quite casually. I knew it! So you do think about things like that, huh, Lori? And Annie turns right off of Parkside Avenue North onto South Keystone Street. Lori, shut up. Annie, he's cute! Ben Schramer. Second 24, the music kicks in. We get an exterior shot of the cars driving. Uh, this is actually a continuity error. This is half a block back from where they just were on Parkside. And so the turn Annie signals, second 39, is the same turn we just saw her make. They use the same creepy music, huh? Yeah. So that signals that he's near. Certain music beats, yeah, mean that he's nearby, he's following. This is where we get to see again, he's right behind them. And second 45, as we mentioned last minute, while this driving scene has offered dusk, the cut tonight is still abrupt. It is really dark over in Hollywood. Yeah. Then they go there. And Michael has his headlights on, so they really should see that he's following them. They're not very observant. They're not like you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, in the, in the novelization, Annie does notice a car's following, but she assumes it's some boy that wants to pick them up, and so she doesn't think it's that weird. No, she just thinks that's a weird way to pick someone up. Yeah. To follow them around town. Yeah. Also, in this moment in the novelization, we get some of Michael's thoughts as he's following them. He is thinking, like, remembering murdering his sister. Oh, gee. Which is kind of weird. Well, I remember that, too. We don't get inside his head in the movie. But we just saw the murder just half an hour ago, so we still remember it. Now, this is the location we'll be from the rest of the movie. It's Orange Grove in Hollywood. We watch from the passenger seat of Michael's stolen station wagon as Annie's car pulls up in front of the Doyle House. The Doyle House exterior is 1530 Orange Grove Avenue. Interiors were actually filmed across the street at 1533. Second 54, Lori's door opens. She gets out. Annie says bye-bye. And the minute ends. Now, there's not much in this minute. It's a little bit of the end of the conversation in the car, but they get to that location. We're now where the rest of the movie is going to be happening. And, Allison, this is your last time to talk about the movie. Well, unless you want to come back later. In some later minutes. So, (laughs) what do you think of Halloween? I like it. The movie overall. I really liked it a lot. It kind of surprised me how much I liked it. Not that I didn't think I would. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it a lot. What kind of... You said you're not not big on horror films, but do you ever watch them? Um, I haven't given them, like, a fair shot in a long time. So, this has kind of inspired me, maybe... I mean, The Shining's like a big leap, but I definitely left The Shining early. I did not want to finish that movie. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'll go back. Who knows? (laughs) It's a big leap from Halloween to The Shining, I feel like. The first time I watched The Shining all the way through, it was 2 a.m. and I was by myself. So yeah, that that one was pretty scary. I, when I was little, tried to watch The Sixth Sense and I was in the living room on the couch. And then there was this scene where I guess he like, it was so long ago, but I guess he like camps out to like meet the ghost. And the the ghost starts like foaming at the mouth. And I put the blanket over my head and I said, dad, (laughs) dad, 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 (laughs) to get him to turn off the TV. (laughs) It's just Misha Barton vomiting. It's not that scary. Yeah. 
that is a good one and then in that movie that's one of the few that's like really a jump scare like she's suddenly right next to him yeah so maybe i'll go back and then maybe i'll do an update and be like these are the scary movies i've watched (laughs) all because of halloween but definitely i really like this movie yeah listeners my guess next minute still hasn't watched halloween all the way through Uh oh well i'm sure she will she says she wants to, and then she's going to come back and see the different perspective. <laughs> Still, just in the minute she had, she was getting into the psychology of Michael Myers and what he was like. This six-year-old boy who sat around doing nothing until he had the chance to kill someone again. Yeah, dark character. <laughs> I guess it's topical, because when you Google Michael Myers, like it comes up with, like, oh, it's 2018 costume. Well, there's a new... So I guess they're coming out with a new there's one. There's a new one coming out in October. Well, it is October when this episode goes up. So there's a new one coming out in two weeks. And also the uh, 40th anniversary convention is coming up next weekend. Ooh. They have Michael Myers conventions? They have a few. This one, it's big for the 40th anniversary and the new movie coming out. They have, I forget how many, but a bunch of the people who have played Michael Myers in all the movies. A bunch of the other actors from this movie and many of the other ones... And it's it should be fun. So it's like James Bond or Doctor Who. It gets passed on. Yeah. Well, different actors. Because although the guy who plays Michael in most of this one, Nick Castle, is playing him in the new one. Like 40 years older, he's playing Michael Myers again. Oh. Cool. But yeah, it's very different from Doctor Who. He's not getting a new body. Uh, taking on a new look. He's still got a white mask, although it changes a bit from movie to movie, because spoilers, Uh, for Allison at least, at the end of the second one, this mask gets melted in a fire. uh, We'll have to watch the second one. He has to steal a new one in Halloween 4. (laughs) You don't have to watch the third one, though. Oh. The third one doesn't involve Michael Myers. Not directly, anyway. They tried to turn it into an anthology series. It was going to be different movies about different things. And then no one liked Season of the Witch. That's what the third one's called. Yeah. And so they waited a few years and then brought Michael Myers back in the fourth one. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. Yeah. (laughs) But then some fans would say then they broke it because then they brought him back again in the fifth one a year after that. The sixth one, what, six or seven years after that. And a lot of people hate the sixth one. Else. I like the sixth one, but I'm weird. <laughs> so, anything else on Halloween, on horror films, on movies, on Mean Girls? On oh, Mean Girls? Um, no. Definitely have a happy Mean Girls Day. Go to your Twitter. You'll find it in the hashtags. Now, is Halloween fetch? Halloween is fetch. halloween is so fetch (laughs) see i want to say stop trying to make fetch happen because it's a line but i want you to make fetch happen (laughs) i'll say it's gruel because when she's talking when um katie is talking to aaron samuel she gets embarrassed and she tries to say great and cool and it comes out (laughs) as gruel (laughs) i forgot about that so it's gruel nice (laughs) stop trying to make gruel happen otherwise I guess that is all for minute 35. Uh, you just said it a little bit, but one more time, Allison, how can the listeners stalk you? You know, address, um, ha- afternoon hangouts, 
social security number. <laughs> My mother's maiden name. Um, <laughs> no, you can find um, me and Liz Whitaker actually um, at Mean Girls Minute. At pretty much that's like for all our social media handles. And um, like if it's on a website, just you should be able to find us on Mean Girls Minute. And then you can also find us at MeanGirlsMinute.com and also at um, North Shore Burn Book, which is a Facebook group. And North Shore is two words. You can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute. Instagram, where there's photos almost every day, Michael Myers Minute. Or join the Facebook listeners group, 45 Lampkin Lane. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice review if you like what you hear. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? <laughs>